Hey friends, it's Caleb, and it's Tuesday, March 29th. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin is a best-selling author, international speaker, and global brand publisher. He's the founder and executive director of Global Hope India, Global Hope India. and the CEO of Spirit Media. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of churches, businesses, and nonprofits throughout the world. Today, Kevin is joined by Dr. James Jernigan of Cornerstone Chiropractic in Cary, North Carolina. James is a brother in Christ, friend, and board member for Global Hope India. Put your hands together and let's welcome Kevin and James to today's show. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. It is March the 29th. 2022. Are you ready for April? Dr. James Jernigan, our co-host, how are you? I'm doing great. Today is my daughter's one year birthday. Ah, and, uh, happy birthday. Yes. Ah. So I mean, holy cow, like just the fact that <laughs> one year. Yeah. 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 I love that. Praise God. And God bless her in Jesus name. And God bless you. We are so grateful to have you in the audience. If you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see us. And if you're listening wherever podcasts can be heard, uh, we are incredibly grateful and honored. You're one of 166 countries listening into the show. And we have a platform here to just simply speak life and prosperity uh, from the Lord Jesus Christ over your life. A lot of misunderstanding uh, occurs in the realm of prosperity. A lot of fear about the prosperity gospel. And yet I said in Get to the Point, my second book about passionately pursuing the presence of God, that I can't be in the presence of God and He not prosper me. And that I'm never more prospered than when I'm in the presence of God. And we uh, ended last week's show with Dr. James just sharing that very tenderly out of his own life. And if you missed it, I hope you'll go back and listen to it. We talked about the word submission. And this week we are going to share about the word surrender. And I just wanted to share a story, I will in just a little bit, of how I concluded What's Your Word? Because we were talking in the book, I'm just celebrating the finishing of the, the rough draft to What's Your Word. It's in the hands of the copy editors now, and I'm really excited about releasing it later in 2022. And so I just paused for a moment and just shared in the conclusion that What's Your Word is not about mastering obedience of a word, but it's about a relationship. And Dr. James, you took us into that as it relates to submission. I'm wondering what comes to mind for you when you hear the word surrender. Wow. You know, it's like 2022 now. We've been two full years of all the quarantines and things like that. And we're still struggling with the mute. Um, I must have bumped it and, and muted it. But uh, it's 316 right now as we're, we're looking at it. And I just think like, you know, surrender. If you're going to surrender to something, surrender to the truth. You know, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That and and I just think like, you know, my daughter being one, and just thinking of like the the fact of how much 
God loves us. I mean, I love that girl like crazy and it grows and expands every single day. And to mm. even think for a second to give my daughter for somebody that totally doesn't deserve it. It's just so crazy that if we're going to surrender to somebody, we need to, we need to be able to know that we can trust the person that we're surrendering to. Mm-hmm. And if there's anybody that we can surrender to, the only person that it can be is God. And we get to see his heart with that, how much he loves us, that he would surrender and he would give his son for us, for the salvation of our souls. And so I would say when I think about surrender, you know, I think about you got to know who you're surrendering to. And, And truly, honestly, like we're surrendering to a lot of the wrong things in life, whether we're conscious of it or not. Mm-hmm. And um, until we become crystal clear of who we're surrendering to, that's when we're going to be, you know, from death to life, being able to step into God's presence and wholeheartedly be able to live this life far greater for our future, because it's, it's one that's on a strong foundation. And so for me, when I think about surrender, I want to, <laughs> I want to just, urge you to surrender to the truth, Mm -hmm. you know, surrender to the fact that you are chosen by God, that God loves you, that he wants you because he loves you because he created you. Mm -hmm. Like you are a new creation in Christ. Surrender to the fact that that's who you are now. Mm -hmm. And um, when you surrender to God, you're surrendering to his purpose in your life, his vision for your life for what he and who he calls you, that's when we start to create this life that that actually is built on a strong foundation and is actually built in truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I want, I want to open up a visual. Uh, I'm going to share a story in just a minute, but I want to open up a visual of how when we do what Dr. James was just sharing about surrender, it is actually a form of prosperity. So I want to bring the two together. And I want you to to see that true prosperity results in surrender. And so sometimes we can have a poverty mentality where we think, because I have so little and I'm so poor, it will be easier for me to surrender. I'll just give it up and die because I have nothing. And yet we think prosperity is going to result in corruption and greed, and it could. But you can be very impoverished and very greedy at the same time. And if you really understand corruption the way that God sees corruption, he would, he would show you that corruption is absolutely a form of poverty. That the people who breed corruption and multiply out corruption result in poverty. That, like you won't find a success story that is built out of corruption, that it will always end in further corruption. And yet on the opposite end is prosperity. And in its truest form, it results in surrender. 
it results in giving to the Lord. So I want to just share this story, and I use this in closing out What's Your Word? And it's about a country church that had a bus ministry. And one Sunday, the bus driver picked up a little boy named Timmy. Timmy apparently had never been to church before. He came in in raggedy clothes, and his hair was a mess, and he had dirt on his face. And he sat quietly in the church, observing everything during the service. And he noticed some men going up to the front of the church carrying bowls. And he was very intrigued, and he watched as they turned and began to pass the bowls down the row. And as person one took the bowl, they put some money into it and they handed it to person two and they put some money into it. They handed it to person three and they put some money into it. And he watched the bowl very carefully go from row to row. And he became disturbed because he had no money. You could just tell becoming restless because the bowl was coming toward him and he had no money. And he sat there And the person to one side took the bowl and began to pass it, trying to avoid him to the person on the other side where Timmy was sitting. But Timmy grabbed the bowl and everybody's eyes went directly to Timmy. The ushers became concerned that Timmy was going to reach into the bowl and began taking out money for himself. Timmy looked at the bowl and everybody's looking at Timmy and Timmy stood up and everybody's looking at Timmy and Timmy walked out to the aisle and everyone is looking at Timmy and it looked like hours go by, but it was only a few seconds as Timmy takes the bowl and he sits it down in the aisle. Everyone in the church is glued to what's happening, wondering what is this bus kid doing with our offering? And Timmy stepped into the bowl and he looked past the preacher sitting up front and there's a cross on the wall. And he said, God, I don't have any money. God, I give you me. And that's surrender. And that's prosperity. Timmy was probably in that moment in God's eyes more prospered than some of the richest people on planet earth. Well, needless to say, there was not a dry eye left in the church that day. And God had sent Timmy to church to remind everyone there and all of us what the true offering God is looking for in our life. We have so misunderstood prosperity to be material possessions and to be profit. And it can include that But in God's perspective, that's such a small fraction of prosperity. And yet most businesses go into business to make a profit and there's nothing wrong with that. But that's such a small fraction of prosperity. And God is offering us life. And he says that life leads us down a path of prosperity. And prosperity is things money can't buy. Peace and patience, and all of the gifts of the Spirit, and the acceptance of God, the forgiveness of sin. Like, think about it. When you and I are headed toward hell because of the the weight of sin 
being born into a world of sin and our sinful actions, the Bible makes it clear, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we are on a path toward hell and Jesus intersects us and we choose Jesus and he forgives us of our sin and we are now given eternal life. Is there any greater form of prosperity? And yet we fight the gospel saying, I'll have nothing to do with the, with the prosperity gospel. I can't be around Jesus and he not prosper me. If that's not prosperity to go from death to life, then what is prosperity? And prosperity is way more than profit. It's way more than material possessions. And what prosperity leads to is surrender. Surrender. We talked about submission last week. And when you get my book, What's Your Word? And in chapter three, I really spend time talking about the biblical perspective of prosperity and the promise of God of prosperity because we misunderstand it. I did. I feared it for decades of my life. So I, I, I don't teach out of judgment and condemnation. I teach out of vulnerability. We dove into that and we, we take a look at it. What you'll see is that by the end of the book, chapter 10, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 9 is the word everyone. And one of God's words that he connects prosperity to is the word everyone. And Dr. James started talking about it last week and he didn't even know that this week I was going to I was going to share about this, but Jesus is for everyone. Salvation is for everyone. Life is for everyone. Prosperity is for everyone. And if your pursuit of prosperity does not include the word everyone, then you're totally misunderstanding God's definition of prosperity and the way in which we began to prosper everyone is through submission and through surrender and realizing that this story we're living is God's story and he's the main character and we're only minor characters and realizing that this story is about him and not about us and that in this story, everything is made by him and for him. And so today, unapologetically, I pray every day for God to prosper Dr. James and his business and his family, because I know that God is building a foundation of purity in him. And last week he gave a testimony of that, of being in church and just offering God everything. That's prosperity. That's, that's what leads to generosity. And unapologetically, I am believing God for the greatest profit I can generate in my lifetime for the advancement of the gospel. It's not for greed. It's not for corruption. It's for Jesus. And it is time, March 28th, 2022, that people around the world who have the shed blood of Jesus on their life enter life with a pursuit of God's presence for the outcome of prosperity so they can surrender it all to Him for the advancement of the gospel. And that doesn't mean you can't have a car along the way. 
I mean, talk about, listen to what James talked about his one-year-old daughter and how much he loved him. And James, I'm going to let you talk, but I just want to share this last verse, Matthew 7, 11. If you be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more does your heavenly father love to give good gifts to those who ask him? But do we submit to what he wants to give and what he wants to take? Do we surrender all to him to where it doesn't matter? Give me one shirt, praise the Lord. Give me a hundred shirts, praise the Lord. Take away my shirt to someone that needs it, praise the Lord. That's surrender. And that will protect us from corruption. It will protect us from greed. And what if there was a spiritual world where prosperity was possible and the, it, we were protected from corruption and from greed. I believe God has provided that to us. He says, choose life. It leads to prosperity. And what that will look like is a life of surrender. James, what comes to mind? I don't know if I can add to any of that because <laughs> I hope, <laughs> I feel like I was listening to the podcast. Like, like I was just experiencing it. And like, I feel mm. like God was, you know, like melting a lot of areas in my heart that needed to. And mm, um, praise the Lord. I mean, the thing that keeps coming up as you're saying that is like, aren't you tired? Like, aren't we all tired of trying to hold these things? And it's almost like, you know, a visual, I think I've said it in a past episode, but it's like, we have a bucket of sand and we're at the beach. Hmm. And I believe that corruption is that we're trying to protect our sand. Hmm. We're like sitting at the beach and literally just hoarding our bucket because we are so afraid that if somebody comes by, they might take some of our sand, mm-hmm. you know, or like, no, God, I can't give you 10% of this bucket because I only have this much sand. Mm-hmm. And the, the perception in our mind is that it's so limited and that's when scarcity comes in and that's when corruption comes mm-hmm. in because corruption is thinking that there's a, a short supply and I only have what I can have and I need to accumulate as much as possible because otherwise I won't have enough. Mm. But when we surrender all of it to God, we realize that, I mean, we don't even need the bucket anymore. And we realize that our whole bucket is the whole beach. And then we start to realize that as I am free with the sand that I have and those around us are free with the sand that they have, we realize that now we can get together and we can play volleyball or game or build a castle or create all of these amazing things. And we realized that we just had the wrong goal. Mm-hmm. Our goal was that we needed to accumulate for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Our goal was short-term pleasure. Our goal was that we, we need this. And if we don't have it, then um, we're either not significant or not secure or not, or won't have enough. And then we live in the scarcity and we, and mm. I truly believe if you're living in scarcity, that that you're not understanding the gospel, that you're not understanding God's love for you and his purpose and his vision for you in his life. And mm-hmm. so I know that when I'm starting to guard things in my personal life, it's because I'm coming from a place that, that I needed to hoard it. Mm. And I just go back to the bucket mm-hmm. and just go back to the beach. And I just realized that one, it was never my sand in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, and then I get to be able to, like I said, in the other time, it's just like, we get to be a good steward of it, but we realized that it was never about the bucket. It was never about the sand in the first place. It was about God's presence. 
like if we really honestly like let's just logically think about this and i don't want to take too much more time but let's just logically think about this we are eternal beings here on earth for a short time if we're talking about eternity 80 to 100 years isn't even a blink of an eye in eternity right so we're trying to store up all of this sand, right? Mm -hmm. We're going through life through our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s, our 60s. We're storing up all of the sand so that we'll have enough sand mm -hmm. for the last 20 to 30 years of our life. Mm -hmm. And God's saying, you're missing it. We're talking about eternities. Don't store up um, treasures on earth. But store up treasures in heaven every single time that you lovingly smile or uplift somebody else. You can think about that as like a future deposit for heaven. Hmm. And you're not doing it for that, but you're doing it because you're genuinely fought, like you're seeing how much God loves you. And then we get to genuinely love those around us. Hmm. Every time that you tithe, every time that you you hug somebody or see somebody's hurting and then you take a moment to be able to hear them and encourage them and point them to truth. Like you're literally making these deposits in heaven that are going to be far greater than anything you could ever ask or imagine. You're going to realize that as you do that, you're not even worried about the sand, but then you look down at the sand and you have more sand than you <laughs> would ever be able to, to use. And Amen. so I just yeah. ask that as you surrender and I just say like, stop trying so hard. Mm, just amen. freely give it to God. Yeah. He's a God that's worthy. He's a God that loves you. He's a God that already knows the things that you need. He knows your needs. Mm -hmm. And he's a good father that loves you enough that he wants to provide those things for you. So as we align our hearts with him and we start to see eternally, we start to get eternalized. We start to realize that we're holding so tight here on earth. And then we start to relax our hands. We relax our grip. We realize that that actually is healing to our hands, healing to our arms, healing to our body. And then we start to realize now we're on purpose, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. now we're in a life mm -hmm. and now we get to live the rest of our life surrendered to God mm -hmm. and freely being able to walk around with open hands. And we realize that um, now we're walking in abundance. Now we're walking in provision and now we're walking in his presence. And that's what we've been seeking this whole time. We've yeah. been covering it up because we think that we needed the sand. We needed the bucket. But what we really wanted was to fill that hole, fill that gap mm -hmm. in our hearts that can only be filled by God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well said. And thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being in the audience today. I can't wait until next week's episode. And we'll see you back next week on The Kevin White Show. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to The Kevin White Show. Visit KevinWhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's free daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Generously Blessed. Kevin's books, Audacious Generosity and Get to the Point, are available in hardback, paperback, ebook, and audiobook at KevinWhite.us, worldwide on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere books are sold. Your five-star review on Amazon will be greatly appreciated. This has been The Kevin White, Show. Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program copyright Kevin White International Incorporated. All rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of prosperity from God. Remembering God's greatest gift is His very own presence made possible through Jesus Christ. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show.
Connect with Kevin now at kevinwhite.us. kevinwhite.us.